Hello, hello. You are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion Camille. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast brings you some warmth, like the sun would on a cold winter day. Speaking of the sun, I'm in Colorado. It's snowy outside, but the sun is trying to peek through the clouds. It's very quiet and peaceful. I'm pulled over on the side of a highway right now, and I just decided to record somewhere different today because I think sometimes to feel inspired, you need to change your environment up a little bit, and recently that's something I've been really trying to do. Go to different coffee shops, go do different activities that I don't normally do just to try to stay inspired and excited about life. Things can start to feel a little bit redundant when you do the same things over and over. I think that kind of relates to today's podcast episode topic. Today's episode is on floating rock mentality, which you've probably seen online. For those of you who aren't familiar, It's a mentality to help you lessen your anxiety and stress by realizing that we are all living on a floating rock, earth, so nothing really matters. And often, this could be perceived, I think, as optimistic nihilism. Optimistic nihilism, as defined by a source I found on the internet, is the realization that the lack of meaning in the world and the universe as a whole can be liberating, precisely because there is no inherent meaning in life. There is no cosmic plan forcing you to act a certain way, and we are the ones who create our own path. I consider myself to be a pretty spiritual person, and so I don't know if I fully align with there being no meaning to life, I'm not a nihilist. I think the floating rock mentality and the way that I've decided to conceptualize it can help us in our daily lives. It has helped me live more in the moment. It's helped me not stress about the big things and it's helped me take more chances, which is very important. I'm not saying anything I'm saying and this is factual. It's just some thoughts I have on the topic. Hopefully it'll provoke some of your thoughts. If you don't agree with it, that's totally valid. I'll split this episode up into four parts. Part one is a time I applied floating rock mentality to pull me out of a negative headspace. Part two is how floating rockery has helped me and lessons I've learned from applying it in my daily life. Part three is where one can go wrong with floating rock mentality. And part four is finding a happy balance between floating rock mentality and living a balanced life. Playback where I was at a year ago. I was in my final semester of college And one of the last classes I had to take was psychological statistics. I've always really struggled with math, so passing this class was quite a big worry for me. I would go into office hours, I worked with two tutors, 
I would study in my own time, my brain just has really always struggled to do math. And I made it especially hard on myself because I waited until my final semester of college to revisit taking a math class. A recommendation for people in college or just in life in general, get the hard shit out of the way to make your life easier. Here I am, my senior year of college. I've studied pretty intensely for an upcoming exam. We only had four tests the entire semester, so each one was worth quite a lot of our grade. The day of the exam, I was nervous, but I thought I'd prepared properly. And upon receiving the exam, I flipped through the pages of it just to see what was coming ahead. I immediately began to spiral. I had no idea how to solve two pages of the problems on a four-page test. So I turned in the test half blank, walking out, knowing I failed. In my life, I have been through a lot harder things than failing an exam. To be honest, I've failed a lot of exams, and I haven't really worried about most of them. But in the moment, I was so forward-thinking If I didn't pass my exam, I could potentially fail the class. If I failed the class, I wouldn't pass college. If I didn't pass college, I couldn't get a good job. I walked outside the school building. Immediately after exiting, I looked up and I saw the orange moon, full and bright, hanging over the buildings, low in the sky. The sky slowly fading to darkness, celebrating the end of another day. An old woman sat on a bench nearby, completely immersed in her book, a patch of California poppy flowers blooming on the mountain beside her. Everything around me was either evolving towards or from nothingness, and I was so lost in my own head that I almost lost connection with the aliveness that was there in the very moment. I was no longer in the exam room, I'd already taken the test, and there was no going backwards. And I immediately felt better. We are so small, and our existence feels so big sometimes. But all of these things around me reminded me that nothing was permanent, nothing was forever. The sun would come up the next day. I was just a human floating through space. My worries were future minded. I hadn't failed the class yet. I had more tests coming in the semester, a chance for redemption. So I went and got Italian food for dinner because why put myself through punishment and struggle under the weight of my own self-inflicted pressure for any longer? The moment had passed and all I could try to do was do better the next time, which is a hard thing to accept that sometimes the only thing you can do is just be in the present moment and move forward intentionally. This was floating rock mentality. None of it was that big of a deal. My life was not at threat. I had all my basic human needs being met and I couldn't control really what was going on. Anything I've ever failed or fucked up on has always brought me something better on the other side. I hurt someone. I'm forced to look in the mirror and see myself in a deeper light and be real about 
who's staring back at me. This brings me to part two, how floating rock mentality has improved my life in a lot of ways. The floating rock mentality has not only helped me learn to let go of what has happened in the past, but also it's helped me learn to surrender. Giving up control is really hard, but the more you believe you have control over something, the more you identify with it. An example I can think of that goes with this is I used to try to control my body immensely in the past. I have shared quite a lot on this podcast about how I've struggled with disordered eating in the past and I've had to learn to surrender to the fact that I cannot manipulate the way my body is going to look every single day and live a happy life. (laughs) My body is going to bloat when it wants to bloat. I will be hungry when I'm hungry. I can't be so rigid and controlled or else that's the only thing my mind is going to think about is how am I going to manipulate this? How can I control this? Destroying myself for an impossible desired outcome is honestly a waste of my time and energy. Now, can I make intentional choices about what I'm putting in my body and if I'm being kind to my body? Of course. Surrendering to the fact that my body is always going to change, is just accepting a part of life. My hair is going to turn gray. I'm going to age. I'm human. And paradoxically, the less you try to control your body and your life, the more control you have. Number two, the floating rock mentality has helped my overthinking. I say yes to things without so much fear over what's going to happen after I do it. Let's say you see a cute guy, but you're too shy to say hello and tell him you think he's cute. Floating rock. You shoot your shot. He doesn't reciprocate. At least you gave things a go. At least you leaned into the discomfort and decided to just see what would happen. Using the concept of us just being on a floating rock and nothing being that deep helps fully embrace the present moment without fear of what what's to come after. And what's really cool is you can meet someone and it can alter the course of your entire life. But if you don't take chances and put yourself out there, then you don't know what could have happened. Number three... The floating rock mentality has helped me accept the chaos of life. I talked a little bit before about accepting the little control you do have. Sometimes the reason we try to control is because we feel the weight of the chaos in our life. The other day I got in a car accident and I was stressing over it for sure. It was a situation where I ended up being at fault and it's hard to just be like, okay, that was written in the cards, then so be it. That's life. But I think there's a lot of peace in just accepting that life is inevitably messy. For I've realized that things really aren't that deep. There's a lot of impermanence in this lifetime. You can always quit your job, go work on a farm in Italy, and let the rest of the world fade away for a bit. 
a lot of the pressure that we feel, a lot of the worries we have, they're self-inflicted. They're created from our society or the pressure that's been placed on us by our parents and where we grew up. But when you think, oh, I'm just on a floating rock and like none of this actually really matters that much. And if my Sims character wants to start over, she can. You can always rewrite your story. When you realize the impermanence of things, you remember that you need to make the most of this lifetime because tomorrow is not promised. So it's worth trying to do anything or be anything you wish. And nothing is really worth destroying yourself over. You can create and destroy worlds at any moment. Things really aren't that deep. There are infinite realities in which you exist. You are of so many worlds that you've yet to explore. Nothing is finite. So this is where I think people can go wrong with the floating rock mentality and where you can get nihilistic. When you say nothing really matters, it can be kind of dark and it can be like, oh, nothing matters. I don't have to have a moral compass or treat people well because nothing matters. I don't think that's healthy. (laughs) Obviously, it's important to try to be a good person. Or at least that's how I feel. If you're a nihilist, then you're probably like, not really. So I think that's one way that people can go wrong with the floating rock mentality. Another way that I have gone wrong with the floating rock mentality is being a yes man. Yes manning is completely draining. Once upon a time, I was a girl who turned 21 during a pandemic and felt like I lost two years of my life. So I said yes to everything once the world reopened. I threw caution to the wind and suddenly I went down a spiral of staring at the bags under my eyes from lack of sleep in the mirror and realized that embracing we're on a floating rock doesn't mean you literally have to live every single day like it's your last. Because if you do that, you're going to feel really effing tired. I floating rock too close to the sun and I burnt myself out for a pretty long time. So I think there's ways that we can kind of just be intentional with implementing this in our life. These are my closing thoughts on it. Floating rock mentality has more to do with not taking things to heart that we are taught to take so seriously. I am an extremely sensitive person and I've always struggled a little bit with feeling like I have to carry around the weight of things on my shoulders just because I feel things so deeply. I wrote about this in a YouTube video I did recently but the way to return to yourself is to fully embrace the moment with a childlike heart Yes, a breakup feels like the end of the world and is incredibly heartbreaking. In the moment, and usually weeks to months after, it still hurts, but you have to remind yourself that we are all just living on a floating rock and life goes on. It's important to let go of things, to not hold on to grudges. I feel like my dad is really good at this. He communicates how he feels, but then he really just lets go go of things and forgives people and moves on and he's a really happy person. (laughs) I think we can 
use the floating rock mentality as a reminder to take risks in order to fully live life to our greatest potential. I mean, don't be reckless and do harmful things out of boredom, but be honest and straightforward with others. I think it's a great reminder. It's always good to just seek discomfort, but not pain. Remembering that you can't YOLO your way through life or you'll burn out. And sometimes it's healthier to be boring, to go to bed early, to have a good routine. I think it's just all about allowing yourself the space to explore the other realms when the time feels right. You want to go dancing all night with your friends? Do it. We're on a floating rock. You only live once. But just don't do it every night because you need to take care of yourself. Downtime, routine, your health, those are all important aspects of life. And we can't refocus our energy when we just don't have any. I hope this episode is just a reminder to not take things so seriously. Sit with what's here and then move forward with intention. Take risks. And remember that you're here on earth to enjoy your experience and not to only exist out of the desire to meet the standard that someone else made up because we're on a floating rock and nothing really matters except your happiness. That is all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know if there's any topics you would like me to speak on. I hope you guys are enjoying the spring equinox. I really am trying to see this time as a period of new beginnings and maybe I'll do a whole episode on just practices for spring because I think that would be cool. I just wanted to thank everyone for messaging me and rating the podcast. It really does help it and has helped me just feel so connected to you all. When I receive messages, it honestly is just the most beautiful thing in the world. So thank you so much and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Love your friend, Sion.